You're listening to Orange County's only station with critical business information, Critical Mass, with your host, Rick Franzi. Welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. This business talk show airs live on Wednesdays at 4 p.m. and Thursdays at 3 p.m. And it's heard exclusively here on Internet Radio Station OCTalkRadio.net. We are broadcasting from their state-of-the-art studios here in the brand-new tech space facilities in beautiful Costa Mesa. If you're listening to the show in the future as a podcast, we do encourage you to consider listening live to the program during our broadcast times. This show is brought to you by our commercial sponsors, Succession Strategies, Commerce National Bank, Smart Stop Self Storage, and Smart Business Magazine. The goal for this show is to help you, our listening audience of CEOs and business owners, to make better and more informed business decisions. We have two guests today on the show. If you're expecting to hear our second guest, well, you'll wait a little bit. About 25 minutes after the hour, our second guest will be on the program. Our first guest today is Ken Mater. Ken is a writer, producer, and director, as well as has his own production company, Mater Films Production. I've asked Ken to join the show to talk about his his business, as well as talk about crowdfunding and the important role it plays in independent film production. Ken's latest film, Displacement, is an intense thriller that is inspired by the loss of his mother to cancer. So, Ken, welcome to the program. Thanks, Rick. Glad to be here. Tell us a little bit about your professional background. You know, what what did you do that brought you to the point where you are today? You know, my, uh, my background is pretty traditional uh, young filmmaker growing up. I, I think I, I believe I was born with a camera in my hand. Mm. Uh, so pretty much from the womb... Be a little hard was, on your mother, but was, okay. It was, it was a little difficult on mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little difficult on mom. But we uh, Yes. Uh, but no, seriously, actually, my dad bought me my first Super 8 film camera when I was eight years old. Wow. Yeah. And uh, so if, if any in your, in your audience saw the movie Super 8 by J.J. Abrams a couple years right. ago, yes. those kids in that movie... Uh-huh. They were me. Okay. Wow. <laughs> so that was that was pretty much my life. Now, fortunately, I did not witness a train crash. Yes. Uh, other than in my head and my imagination. Okay. But uh, yeah, that was pretty much the start, and and uh, and I just moved forward from there. Uh, I'm originally from Chicago, so uh, so back in Chicago, right out of high school, I started uh, while I was uh, doing some time at Columbia College. I started working in movies. Uh, basically, volunteered my time as a production assistant on films that came into uh, Chicago and commercials, and uh, moved up from there. And eventually, started getting paid for what I do. So. When did you relocate to Southern California? Uh, I've been out here since '01. Okay. Is that because of the industry that you're in? Yes. Uh, I actually shot my first feature uh, back in Chicago. Okay. And then once I sold it, um, we uh, that I pretty much hit the glass ceiling there as far as uh, independent film production and, and right. knew I needed to be here. All where, roads where, lead to all roads Southern lead to, California. That's huh? right. All that's right. right. Well, that's interesting. So I, I mentioned a variety of things that you do, you creative person that you are. And one of them, because you're talking to business owners and CEOs here on Critical Mass Radio Show, mm-hmm. is you own your own production company, yes. Mater Films. Tell us about Mater Films. Tell us a little bit about what makes, in your opinion, your studio different in the marketplace. Well, I do uh, I do two things with Mater Film. Uh, we, we develop feature films and television projects. And then I also do work for hire 
uh, uh, production. So, okay. so uh, we do uh, have clients that we service uh, with uh, you know very high-end production uh, uh, facilities that we have, and, and the ability to uh, to shoot on a red camera. We mm-hmm. own uh, we own a red camera now. Um, so uh, so it's it, it's two fronts, and it, it so there's uh, there's a the ability to, to maintain some cash flow, which is always good, right? And then also to go out and, and raise financing via investors or crowdfunding for the various projects that we have going on. So. And we're going to talk about crowdfunding here a little bit mm-hmm. later during the interview. I'm, I'm interested to get your experience with that funding vehicle. Yes, uh, I guess I have to ask you: Is building a business around the movie industry? Different, more challenging than maybe what some of the other people that listen to our program who've built businesses in a variety of different industries. Is there any uniqueness to it or difference that you the, have learned? Yeah, I, I mean, it's uh, any business is challenging, obviously. But, Amen. But uh, I think the unique challenge to film production is that you're dealing with a product um, that no one's going to see for a couple of years. So it's almost more from a funding standpoint. It's more like venture capital. You know, it's okay. it's almost a little bit more like a like a vent, every movie, not just you know the company itself, but it's like every film you make is like funding a, a venture. So it's very high risk, and and uh, you just never know you know what's going to come out the other end. Um, now, hopefully, you can mitigate that risk, and we we try to do that through various uh, various means, but. It's uh, it, it, that is probably the biggest challenge is to, you know you don't have a necessarily a prototype or a product other than a screenplay and you know the actors involved and stuff which is somewhat vaporous at times you know, right. and, and hard for for other business people who aren't necessarily educated in that way right. to really know how to identify a good script so but it's sexy right. It is. It's it yes. has that certain cachet allure mm-hmm. that other. Absolutely. I would imagine there are. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing in the sense that there are people who want to be in your industry, but maybe they don't belong in that industry, or maybe they really don't fully appreciate what that means to be in the film industry because of some of the things that you just said. I imagine there has to be some level of education around investors and the and the people who are backing these films about what they're really getting into. Is is that true, or am I off base with that Yes, comment? no, that's true. That's true. I mean, there are certainly many people who probably shouldn't be in the industry that are um but you know on the other hand there are many who who you know this is really all we do you know this is i i I don't i mean i'm also when i was young i was also a musician so for me it was kind of either or both right uh, uh, as i was growing up but in, in any case i've always been creative and also knew that the film business is a business so i also made sure that i knew that side of it i think that's probably one of the challenges is that many people in the in the industry either only know the business side or only know the creative, creative side. side and in some cases that can be like oil and water <laughs> <laughs> you right. know i can imagine it's a, that, right. right it's a, it's a, it's a challenge and especially when you're dealing you know at the studio level where you have studio executives who are essentially non-creatives, and then the creative side who are who are not executives, you know, who are not right, who are not savvy on the business side. Yeah. So, uh, for me, I have found that it's uh, been beneficial to be independent and ha- almost having to be forced into both sides. Right. I heard a lot of similarities 
with the creative and the business side to other industries that aren't the film or the mm-hmm. or purely a creative industry. And so I don't think that's unique to your space, but it certainly probably comes in spades in your space where all truly creative people are going to as an outlet. So I can I can see that. Yes. You know, but we have about two minutes left before our first commercial break. Sure. You mentioned the red camera that you use that in your work, and you you're able to use that as well in the projects that you do. Uh, that's an Orange County company, right? That was started by the mm-hmm. founder of Oakley. They're yeah. here. Mm-hmm. So, why did you choose? Why did you choose that platform? And what's been the value of partnering with and having that technology in your stable? Well, the the value of it is certainly it, it's one of well, well at the time when when it came out, it was the highest end, highest resolution camera you could you could shoot on short of thirty five millimeter film. So, um, it, and it and it also was comparatively less expensive right. than shooting on film. Disruptive technology, yes. wasn't it? Yes, sense. very much so. Right. And and so, you know, now there are there are, you know, other cameras that are, are competing with the red. Right. But for me actually I prefer the red the look of the red. Uh, mm-hmm. there's a there's a certain quality to the sensor that they use right. on that camera. Uh, that for me actually is more filmic. It's uh, okay. it actually has a more filmic quality. As opposed to looking very digital, right. you know, and it's a subtle difference nowadays. It's hard to see yeah, unless I, you have a professional eye. Right. But when you get into uh, like a like a high end color grading suite, for instance, when you're doing finishing work on a movie, uh-huh. um, you can see the difference. And and ultimately, for me, for 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 an audience experiencing a movie, it may not be visibly different, but there's an emotional component wow. to it. Really? That I think an audience feels the difference. They okay. may not know it, but they, they they get a sense of it. And I, and for me, that's important. Seems like I was talking to your creative side. On there that. you go. There you go. All right. Well, I'm getting the message from engineer that we're going to take our first commercial break. When we come back, and I'm speaking with Ken Mater, who is writer, producer, and director, and he's also an entrepreneur, ladies and gentlemen, owning his own production company, Mater Films Productions. When we come back, we're going to talk about crowdfunding and how that's helped you as an independent filmmaker and other independent filmmakers find financial support. So, ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. We're speaking with Kent Eder, and we'll be right back after these words from our sponsors. Can we talk about your family business? You know, that thing you put your whole life's blood, sweat, and tears into? Well, what happens when you retire? or try and pass that business on to your children. At Succession Strategies, we can help you find the answers. We'll guide you through the unsettling process of protecting your family legacy and successfully passing your business on to the next generation, safely and securely, ensuring that it'll both survive and thrive for generations to come. So ask yourself just one question. Can I really afford to wait? Take the first step. Take our complimentary self-assessment at SuccessionStrategies.com or call us at 714-560-9022 to set up a free consultation at your convenience. That's Succession-Strategies.com. I got stuff to the right, more stuff to the left. 
got enough stuff, but I can't take a step. So I smart stopped and took a minute to think. I need a little better spot, not under the sea. With smart stop, I leave the stress at the door. Cause it's the smarter way to store. Smart stop bucks the system. Your first month's rent is just a buck. Your next three months are half off. Call 888-97-STORAGE and mention this station. Goodbye clutter, hello floors. Smart stop, the smarter way to store. Welcome back to Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi, and today our first guest is Ken Mater, who is, as I said, writer, producer, and director, as well as an entrepreneur, owner of Mater Films Production. Before the break, Ken, I said I was going to ask you to talk a little bit about this new funding source called crowdfunding mm-hmm. and the impact it's had on independent filmmakers. Can you share a little bit from your direct experience with crowdfunding and what you're seeing in your space? Sure, yeah. We, we actually just uh, finished a campaign about a month ago that we did on uh, Indiegogo, which is one of the platforms. Yes. Our experience was that we, we found larger funders, hmm. a smaller amount of larger funders, which was, which was interesting. Okay. And it also generated some investor interest uh, you know some offline okay. funding interest, okay. which was a really kind of a yeah. kind of a different thing. Unexpected, you know, it, was, but it was it was unexpected. Pleasant. Yeah, but but pleasant, right? What's happened recently is that celebrities are starting to get into the space now, into the crowdfunding space. In a way, they're kind of sucking the air out of the room mm. because they're you know right. they have the publicity machine behind them, so it's right. a little bit easier for them to get the word out and and to generate you know using their their two million plus fan base. You know, the, it's a little easier for them to raise money than those of us who don't necessarily have that uh, that level of uh, of fandom as it uh-huh. were but that said you know there is there are ways to reach your audience through crowdfunding and it's a really interesting experience also to start building an audience for your project that way it's a community isn't it yes it's people who become engaged with your project, I would think, as, exactly. a, as an investor, and and they're they're typically more engaged right. than than you know any casual uh, you know fan per se, you know, or, or say a, you know Facebook friend or or you know or fan on your Facebook page. They tend to be you know certainly more invested mm-hmm. in the success of the project. No pun intended, so, right? Well, or or pun intended. Pun intended. Okay, <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to take away from your yeah. dry humor there. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> would you recommend? People who entrepreneurs that are listening that maybe aren't in your space in your industry, but have a need for capital to look at crowdfunding as a potential vehicle for that. Yes, with the caveat being to do a lot of research before you jump in, and also set up your promotional aspect early, months before you're going to get into the crowdfunding. Why do you say that? You need to uh, generate interest so that when you actually launch you can launch large. Right, because you only have a window, right? Right. Once you're on there, you've got got either 30 to 60 days. And also try to reach out to bloggers in your Mm -hmm. industry that can write about your uh, your campaign, right? You know, we did that. We actually did have some success with that. Okay, uh, with with, uh, with some blogs. Creates the buzz, things. then. Creates buzz. Yes, exactly. And and just figuring out what your angle can be to try to generate that kind of buzz. Okay, to, to drive people to the site because that's the one thing that people have a misconception about crowdfunding is that you just put a campaign up and mysteriously people just come and yeah. donate it's donate like money. fill the dreams right. you build it right. and you build it and <laughs> they come out of the well, corn, in a, corn in a field. sense that's true but not really, not no, really. you you really have it's to do lifting. a lot of work it's a lot of heavy lifting exactly. it's it's very hard earned money 
I'll right. put it that way. But it, it brings you an audience, exactly. an investment audience yes. that you, you wouldn't have had in another way, right? That's I mean, right. That's where technology enables this new new vehicle. Which that's I think exactly is so right. Exciting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and we actually picked up, I think at least three or four offline investors. Wow. Uh, you know, larger money. Right. Investors. So they're probably not looking at that tool to see. Okay, I mm-hmm. I understand. It's like an ecosystem now right. for them. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. And then what, and then what we've done that. is we've actually now that the that the Indiegogo portion of the campaign is over, I I now migrated it to our own website. Okay. So the the crowdfunding is actually ongoing. Okay. On our own website. And we're going to get your website here in a little bit. Great. I, I did want to spend a little bit of time on your latest project. Sure. The title is Displacement. Mm-hmm. Can you? Talk a little bit about this project. Give yes. our audience tease them a little bit about what they can expect. Sure, sure. It's a, it's a character driven quantum time thriller. People are familiar with the movie Memento uh-huh. and the TV show Fringe. Yes, it's kind of Fringe meets Memento. Okay, is the Hollywood cross okay. as they call them. Um, <laughs> you have to give us something we know, right? Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, it stars a a great uh, uh, rising talent by the name of Courtney Hope. Mm-hmm. She's uh, been in movies called Prowl from After Dark Films and Lionsgate. Um, she just finished a film Swelter with Jean Claude Van Damme and uh, Alfred Molina. So she's uh, she's a rising star in Hollywood and, and a fan fantastic actress and so she's my lead and we also have uh, the great sarah douglas who people will remember from the original superman movies yes. she played ursa yes and uh, and uh, some other other exciting. terrific cast members that are coming on board so yeah it's a, it's a very exciting project we're, so where are you in the project we are uh, actually we're doing uh, we're, we're kind of filming it piecemeal as we raise money okay uh, we're doing some more shooting uh, next week. We just finished uh, doing some shooting down down here, actually, in uh, Dana Point uh, okay. a couple week, couple weeks ago. And we're as of next week, we'll be over thirty percent in the can. So nice. we'll we'll have thirty percent of it shot, and uh, and moving moving forward toward completion before the end of the year. Do you have an idea if if you're on schedule like that when it would be released? And my plan is to premiere it at the Cannes Film Festival in oh, 2014. Nice. And then a release after that. So probably a release in mid to late 2014, and the plan is a limited theatrical release uh-huh. as well. So so this won't be direct-to-video. It will be in theaters in, in some fashion. How exciting. Yeah. That sounds so cool, the yeah, Cannes Film fun. Festival. Mm-hmm. Huh? Oh, that's one of the perks yeah. of being in your industry that well, some other industries don't have. Exactly. You know? And that's one of the perks, actually, of investing, is because then you get to, <laughs> you, then you get invited yes. to the red yes, carpet premiere. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, ladies and gentlemen. You, too, can be an investor. It's not too late. Just it is to not. find the no. website, mm-hmm. which we're going to give you here in a couple minutes. Well, I'm very excited for you, and I wish you nothing Thank but you. greatest success with that. We have about five minutes left on the program. Yeah. I-, I wanted to ask you, in addition to doing motion pictures, it seems that Mater Films is also involved in television. You talked about some of mm-hmm. the other projects as well as new media productions. Mm-hmm. Can you share with our audience when you create for those outlets what's involved and if there may be somebody out there who would have a need for your talent, what kind of work you do in that space? Sure. Well, we're actually somewhat new to it. Uh, the the new media side of it, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're basically developing projects and the, the buzzword now is transmedia really so yeah the the ring uh, a bell paul we haven't i've heard that one yet thank you ken for giving me some new knowledge transmedia means that you create projects that can be utilized in all media 
So meaning not just visual media, but also, for instance, novels and, and graphic novels and Internet space and, you know, just all and right. you, you create them originally to be able wow. to, to migrate into all of those various areas. Uh, so that's one thing that we're working on. And we've got a, a, a project. There's a, an, an action project that we're working on called Razor, which is a, a kind of a assassin thriller type uh, Type thing. Uh, you just it, even change your voice when you start talking yeah, right? about your project. It just gets all sucked in there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then I actually just uh, yesterday, in fact, we uh, we pitched a television project to Warner Brothers, uh-huh. um, which went well. So we haven't heard back yet, but it was a really good pitch. So, and that's actually a TV show that's based on a short film that I created and, and directed. Gosh, about five or six years ago, and once we did it, and it was, it went into the festival circuit and won a bunch of awards, uh-huh. and so it went really well. And we just looked at it and you know said, "Hey, this could probably be a really interesting TV drama." So, so. it's safe to refer to you as award-winning. Yes. So there you go. Sure. I learned that as well. <laughs> Thank you for the term transmedia. I'm going to have to oh, Google welcome. that, and we're going to. Mm-hmm. You heard it here first here on Critical Mass Radio Show. Our guest is Ken Mater. Can you tell people how they find Mater Films online? Sure. Yeah, it's very easy. It's uh, materfilm.com. It's actually singular, M-A-D-E-R-F-I-L-M.com. Uh, thank you. And how do you spell Mater? Uh, M is in Mark, A, D is in David, E-R. Materfilm.com. Materfilm. Yep. And uh, you can get directly to uh, the Displacement website is displacementthemovie.com. Okay. So and if is, someone wants to invest in a project, is that off a of Mater film? Uh, you could go either way. Either, either way. way, you could you can you can contact me direct um, uh, through Mater film. There's uh, there's links there. Uh, you can uh, my email is ken at materfilm.com, so they can get directly to me uh, that way. And there's also uh, if someone wants to put money in via crowdfunding, right? They can do that through the displacementthemovie.com site. You've got. A lot of different avenues, and that's that's great to be able to give people different vectors into your business that way. Yes, as well. because the, the the crowdfunding, you know, versus investment. Obviously, as an investor, you're an equity partner in the right. project. The crowdfunding, you get perks. Right. So like you basically what? you basically buy perks. Well, at the at the low level, like you know, for twenty five bucks, you know, you get get like a DVD of the movie oh, when okay. it's done and that sure. kind of thing. Um, but at the higher levels, uh, there's uh, I. Th- I believe at like a two hundred and fifty dollar perk, you get to Skype with Sarah Douglas in Lo- in uh, in London. How fun um, to come up with these kind of perks? Yeah, it was, it? it was. I can see the brainstorming session. Exactly. Right? It was. Right. It, it actually took a while right, to I come would up think. with all this stuff. Right. Um, and then, of course, like I said, there's a, at the higher levels, you can get set visits, you can get a speaking role in the movie, you can get uh, uh, you know red carpet premiere. At at a, at a ten thousand dollar level, you're you're then at basically the executive producer level, and we pull out all the stops. There you so go. It's a whole tour of Hollywood, and we'll do the Universal tour and limo rides and the whole nine yards. Oh, so so for, the, for those of us in Orange County, or since our show is heard on the Internet and mm-hmm. heard around the world, you don't even have to be in Southern California to be a part of Hollywood That's right. by investing in one of Ken's projects, maybe even displacement if you hurry. All right, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you found this conversation interesting and saw the parallels between the entertainment and the business side of the entertainment industry and being an entrepreneur. So before we leave, I just want to ask you, Ken, is there anything else that you'd like to share with our audience of business owners and executives that I haven't had a chance to ask you about today that you think would be important for them to know about you, Mater Film, your latest project, or your freelance work? 
we haven't uh, discussed the freelance side. So just that uh, that we also do offer you know production services for uh, for folks. So if okay. you're looking to uh, shoot commercials or that kind of thing, we can we can get that set up and make that happen. Music videos, we do those as well. So yeah, so we do have a production services division. That's I'm really it. impressed with the qu- production quality from my perspective with mm-hmm. some of the work that people are putting out on YouTube and other vehicles mm-hmm. now. It really is transmedia i mean the people right. are really blending it it's it, it, it's really high production value for many well things and that and that is the focus of my company is high production value I that, would think. that's that's the thing that i think we actually do bring to the table uh that regardless of budget we can make it look like a big budget project so that's that's oh, kind that's of exciting the key. yeah all right ladies and gentlemen you've been listening to my interview with ken mater he is the entrepreneur behind Mater Film Productions, as well as he's a writer, producer, and a director. He's somewhat conflicted because he understands the business <laughs> side, but he's also intensely creative, and and yes, uh, it's just been a pleasure to have you on the program. Very schizophrenic existence. Yeah. So we're going to have to have you back in 2014 because I want to vicariously live through some of your activities. Absolutely. As, as I would love to. All right. So we'll we'll do that. I'll have my, my producer follow up with your... I'll have my people follow up with your people. Very good. See? We'll do, can, and we'll do lunch. I can... <laughs> I can do that Hollywood stuff. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Critical Mass Radio Show. We're going to take a commercial timeout, and when we come back, our second guest will be available for the interview here on Critical Mass Radio Show. He used to pester me for a walk. Now it's the other way around. Hoag Physicians perform more orthopedic procedures than any other hospital in Orange County. Our orthopedic program, in fact, ranks among the top five in the entire country. So whatever it is you live for, you can get back to it sooner. Because as it turns out, the best part of life is simply living it. Hoag for life. Visit us at www.hoag.org. My company made the switch to Commerce National Bank about six months ago. Our relationship officer was there every step of the way to make the transition as seamless as possible. We had an early hiccup with a deposit scanner, but they dropped everything and drove right to our offices to help. We couldn't feel better about our decision to switch. Instead of calling an 800 number and navigating through automated menus, now I call my Commerce National Bank relationship officer directly for any questions we have. Just knowing that they're so easily accessible and willing to help really puts me at ease. They offer the same technology as the big banks but deliver it with superior service and training. They're also rated a full five stars by Bauer Financial. So if your organization is a small or medium-sized business in Orange County, you should make the switch too. Call Mary Miller, Senior Vice President, at 949-870-3863 or visit them online at www.commercenatbank.com. That's commercenatbank.com. Give Commerce National a chance to do better than your bank, and they'll handle the rest. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. I would like to thank and acknowledge our loyal listeners who download our show as a podcast. In the past 30 days, you've downloaded close to 13,000 copies of our radio shows. We here at the program and the radio station truly appreciate your support. All of our shows can be heard live on Internet radio station octalkradio.net or rebroadcast anytime from Apple iTunes, Stitcher, and other podcasting services. It's great to turn our attention to our second guest. Our second guest is Rail Isaacowitz, and he is the founder of 
Bossy Pilates. Did I say that right, Rail? That is correct. All right. I've been yeah, working on that. Close, I'm pretty trying. Close. <laughs> I've asked him to come to the show to discuss his inspiration for starting an educational academy for Pilates teachers and a training ground for enthusiasts. This year celebrates Bossy's 25th year of contribution to the Pilates community and his firm, his organization, is headquartered here in beautiful Costa Mesa, which is where we're broadcasting from here at the Tech Space Facilities. Let's get started by asking me, or asking you, a little bit about yourself. Tell me about your background. How did you, what was your inspiration? What did you do prior to? Well, just uh, inspiration to start the business 25 years ago uh, was seeing the need for Pilates, well-trained Pilates teachers. Um, I started doing Pilates 35 years ago. After 10 years immersed in the system, I, I needed more assistance. Okay. I saw that the system was growing. Okay. As it were, I saw the writing on the wall. I saw that there would be an explosion in popularity. Wow. I have an academic background as well as a practical background, an athletic background. I just felt that there needed to be a syllabus, a curriculum, a place where people could go and truly study Pilates up until that point if you wanted to be a Pilates teacher, you pretty much went into a studio, became an apprentice, assisted someone for several years, and put your hands on clients and started teaching. That's okay. what I did. So you were a teacher, a Pilates I, teacher or an enthusiast? I was you, a Pilates teacher okay. by the time. Oh, yeah. I'd been, I was first a Pilates enthusiast. Sure. Um, I actually came to Pilates through a variety of, of angles. I was a professional dancer. And many dancers use, uh, use and used Pilates hmm. as a form of conditioning. Uh, I also come from a science background of exercise physiology, uh, the study of fitness techniques. Um, I had done yoga for many, many years. And when I was introduced to Pilates, it seemed to be an amalgamation okay. of all these different approaches. It somehow had the mind-body feel of yoga. Mm -hmm. It definitely allowed us to enhance uh, dance technique. It had the science behind it. Uh, certainly Joseph Pilates was a man of science. And I felt, and that's why I, I felt that it, I could merge art and science. And that's why I called my organization Bassi Pilates, which Rick stands for Body, Arts, and Science International. So and it's the meeting of the art and science of human movement. That's perfect. I'm sorry for interrupting you, but I learned something. I didn't realize that Pilates was named after an individual. It was. Yeah, okay. it is. Joseph Pilates, you Joseph said? Joseph Pilates, okay. yeah. Okay. And uh, I had a sign held up here by someone in the studio saying, would you explain Pilates to our audience, please? In other um. words, what is it? How many hours do we have? Uh, <laughs> we don't kidding. have a lot of hours, but just give us the high points, please. Sure. Uh, every dinner party you go to and you dread someone's going to ask you, can you tell me about Pilates? <laughs> <laughs> and hold my years, interest. Yeah. Right, and hold my interest. Um, it, it's a system that was uh, of uh, physical and mental conditioning created by Joseph Pilates. Joseph Pilates was born in the late 1800s, 1882. Wow. And Been around uh, that long. Yeah. Wow. And he came to the States in uh, 1925. From Italy? 24, 25, no. Actually, Germany. Okay. Uh, the name it, sounded Italian. It, I'm, it's, I'm it's, Italian. It, I was hoping he was Italian. Actually, Greek. But, Greek. Uh, Greek oh, okay. origin, but okay. uh, from Germany. That'll work. And um, he came over to the States, met his wife-to-be, Clara, on the way to the States, 
And uh, they opened their first studio in New York in 1925. You know, the rest is really history. Right. Uh, well, it's, uh, shouldn't, I shouldn't say the rest is history because he actually was quite a disillusioned man by the time he died. It uh -huh. wasn't a popular system. It was embraced by some dancers, mm -hmm. by the social elite of New York, by some performers. But okay. actually he was very disillusioned because he felt that the medical profession were not seeing the value of physical conditioning, of keeping the body and the mind healthy. And he was very angry that they would not see the light, that they could not see that fitness, movement, keeping your body active, keeping your spine mobile wow. with attributes that could contribute to longevity and to health, physical and mental. He was also passionate about introducing it into schools and wanted the youth to do Pilates. And, you know, many of his dreams have, have come true. He come was a fruition. forward thinker. He's a man ahead of his time. Absolutely. It's like born 80 years too early or something, wasn't he? I mean, 100%. As you're talking about what he believed in, it's like that's he, he'd be contemporary today. He would be... Absolutely. I would think he, he would he would resonate well with, with the modern man today, right? He would resonate very well. Uh, certainly in his approach and his outlook, him as a person, he may have been too rigid and right. uh, you know, somewhat narrow in his thinking. But I, I suspect that he would have been different today, and I suspect that he would have been very open-minded. He would have found an absolutely audience. Absolutely amazed with the reception of his system, and he truly was a man ahead of his time. Right. Many of his intuitions, many of his concepts are now being proven by right, science right. And, and, yeah. and by computers yeah. and technology. But he intuited these things. He, he, you know, he spoke so much about the powerhouse, which today we call the core. <laughs> and, you know, Imagine and, and, that. Exactly. <laughs> wow. But it, it really is a system of physical and mental, mental conditioning. So much of it is about the mind and, and being aware, being connected to your mind and not addressing only the physical being, not going, you know, Rick, if I were to compare it, say, to a gym, and I have nothing against gyms, I mean, right. the fact is that, that they serve a tremendous purpose, but everything is done really to separate the body from the mind. You've got music, you've got television screens, people are reading, they're listening right. to their iPods, they're right. listening to music, they're running, and you're trying to separate the mind from the body. You just want to go through a physical experience. However, with Pilates, we do just the opposite. We want to make the environment conducive to being very aware mm. of what you're doing, to being aware of the, the breathing, to being aware of the balance in your body, controlling your body, concentrating feeling a sense of center in your body, moving efficiently so you don't waste energy with grunting and grimacing. You just put the energy, just the right amount of effort where the effort should be, being very precise, right. being in harmony with body and mind. So gonna, in a word. <laughs> yeah, and I could listen it. to you talk all day. I love this, man. Your accent and uh, your demeanor. I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, too bad this isn't TV. It's only radio because you can see that Rael is, is a product of his is his workout and his belief system. Physically, he shows it, and I can feel it um, emotionally and mentally as well. So we're going to take a short commercial break. Don't you go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. I implore you to stay with us. We have many more questions for our guest here on Critical Mass Radio Show, and we'll be back in less than two minutes. 
It takes 12 years to create a graduate. It takes about the same time to create a dropout. And at the end of the day, the difference between a child becoming one or the other could be you. So United Way is asking you to make a pledge. Tutor a child who needs help. Mentor a kid who needs someone on their side. Volunteer to read to children. Because when a child advances, we all advance. Be a reader. Tutor or mentor. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge now at liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. If you are an Orange County business executive, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions. These are groups of peers running businesses just like you, providing a great sounding board to test ideas and concepts, review plan and goals, and present issues and opportunities for discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, people, and execution skills. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn more about our executive peer group. You're listening to Critical Mass Radio Show, and I am your host, Rick Franzi. Our guest today for this segment is Rail Isaacowitz, and we're talking about the organization that he founded 25 years ago, Bossi Pilates. Let me ask you, what has been your philosophy for as you've built this organization over the two and a half decades? Could you share that with our audience, your kind of your guiding principle? The guiding principle, Rick, was always quality education. I just never wanted to compromise on quality. And I was very tempted at times Mm. to um, leverage and multiply, and and I I resisted. Life Uh, tests you, doesn't it? it, uh, Life has tested me in many ways. And uh, I'm pleased I hung in there because... Today we have an incredible family of people that spans 27 countries, uh, 100 locations. We just had our 25th celebration at the Hyatt in Newport Beach. Mm -hmm. Um, It was absolutely phenomenal. It it was far more than a conference, an educational conference. It was a true celebration, a celebration of Pilates, a celebration of our Bassey family, a celebration of people that care and want to make a positive impact mm. on the world and on society, wherever they are. And, uh, you know, not everyone had the resources to come uh, in the way we in America do or, or other Western countries. People came from uh, Malaysia, Indonesia, China, Singapore. Uh, Sounds like every America. continent here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there six continents were represented there, and, and it, it was just amazing. But the, the, what 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 I was so proud of is the supportive spirit. I always wanted it to be quality education. I always wanted it to impact society around us positively. I never wanted it to be competitive. I wanted people mm. to feel that we're there to support each other, both within the organization and in the industry itself. And these have been principles that have guided me personally as well as the, um, the business itself. 
love your answer. I tell you, I'm going to have to have him back, Paul, so he can just talk more about his business <laughs> just so I can sit here and listen to it. I think i got like a man crush on you. I hope, you don't, hope I'm not making you uncomfortable or anything, but you're really a good guest. And he's a very good guest. You know, as, as, as we age, as we're, as we're able to live longer, I think something like Pilates is really important for people to take care of themselves. You know, people that are listening to our show are 98% business owners and CEOs. Most of them are small or mid-market companies. they got way more work to do than they have people to do it, so that they're always very busy trying to just keep up with the demands of the business. And many times the thing that sacrifices, if it's not the family, and hopefully for the people in our community it's not the family because we... We really believe in work-life balance. It is themselves and their own physiology, right. as well as their mental connection right. to their body. Right. And just looking at you and listening to you and understanding how this can play a difference, it's really important, isn't it, as people are living longer, to take care of themselves better so that they have a better quality of life. Oh, Rick, we, I, I cannot stress the importance enough, honestly. You know, you speak about family work balance, and I believe strongly in that. I, I Of course, my family is absolutely the pinnacle of my life and and finding that balance between work and my family but if i don't feel good if i don't feel good within myself right. i'm not good for my family right. i'm not good for my business right uh and my 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 team uh one who is sitting here are always encouraging me go out and have a surf go out and ride your mountain bike go and windsurf go and and uh, dance take a workout stella uh, sitting here uh Personal assistant forces me to. She doesn't fo- have to force me, but she <laughs> knocks on my work, encourages <laughs> yes. strongly. Encourages yes, yes. you haven't had your workout today. Get your workout today. It, it's a way of life. It's an approach to life that makes me happier. It makes me a better human being. I can deal with the uh, challenges that life throws at us every day, all of us, and it it makes me run a better business when I am s- drowning in work that I start losing that balance, my work suffers, everything suffers, right. the family suffers. So, you know, really to, to walk our talk and to truly bring that balance into our lives of family and work and do it in the best way possible, we need to nurture ourselves. And Pilates is a great way to nurture ourselves. One of the things I'd like to circle back on that you said earlier, Rail, is the connection between the mind and the body. Because it's obviously a way of life for you, and it's it a is. way of life for many people who've discovered Pilates or another workout way of fitness uh, mm-hmm. program. What I find can be a challenge for people is when they don't make the body-mind connection. And I'm out on a limb here, but tell me from your experience in the industry, if you're not connected in a holistic way to the disciplined workout routine that if it's only for your physiology for your physicalness then i think it's easier to stop doing it because it's really it's sort of something that you show up to do rather than it's not a part of your life like it would be if you could make that mind-body connection which is a key part of pilates from what you were saying you're exactly right Uh, you know when when there's that mind-body connection you're so vested in it you know, for me, it's, it's, it's like meditating. I mean, when I go through my routine, I'm deeply immersed in the work. And um, it truly brings me back to my center. Wow. It makes me feel calm. It makes me feel rejuvenated and calm at the same time. And it, it's finding that inner harmony. You know, you're still getting a great workout. I mean, when I finish my session, I'm <laughs> dripping. And, I'm, I'm, you know, I go through some very, very acrobatic work there's a, a master level work in pilates that that truly is acrobatic and they're they're very there's a handful of people that perform all that work 
um, relatively very small group. So it's very demanding physically, but without the mental aspect, you can still do it. Uh, look, Rick, there are many, many millions of people that practice Pilates, and it is simply an exercise routine. And I'm not judging. I'm right. saying that's very good. So it seems it, you get more out of it if it's more than that. Exactly. I, I say that the body, uh, maybe 5, 10, 15, 20%. Wow. The mind is where the true potential lies. We have a few minutes left, and, and I, I want you to help my audience to understand who that might be listening today or in the future, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, or one of the other podcasting services, who, who would be the right kind of person to explore Pilates as a way to, to get the benefits that you've gotten? So can you just sort of, because you know they're hard-charging, type A person, all, all that stuff that you put with an entrepreneur and a business owner, but maybe you can speak to them in an individual level, but... If they haven't tried it before, what type of people tend to find this experience to be so rewarding and life-changing and maybe a lifelong pattern of behavior? Well, just the type of person that you describe. I mean, that type of person, and I fall into that group, okay. very type A, very driven, highly motivated, somewhat highly strung. Yeah. I, I need outlets. I need to let off steam. I need uh, 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 to channel all this energy. And Pilates is a great way to do it. But, but in short, Pilates is for anyone. Okay. It's not for everyone, meaning right. not everyone's going to relate to it and love it. But it is for anyone. Anyone can do it and anyone can benefit. I've worked with people from 11-year-olds to people in their 90s, from Olympic athletes, professional athletes, film celebrities and, and stars to people that, that are elderly, coming out of surgery. Right. And that's the amazing thing, is the versatility of the system and the adaptability of the system. It can be adapted to anyone, and anyone doing it can work at the peak of their ability. So, if someone wants to learn more about Pilates, your organization, where would you tell them to go online? What's your website? How, how can you help them that way? Well, we have two websites. The one is the studio, which is Bassi Studio, B-A-S-I, studio.com, studio.com, and that's for the actual studio. The Academy, which is the worldwide education organization, the site is BassiPilates.com, B-A-S-I, Pilates.com, and they can find out anything there. And certainly people should just call with questions. We're all anxious to help with questions. We get emails, questions from all over the globe, and we're very anxious to help anyone and everyone with their questions and, and any concerns that they may have if they need guidance, finding a place from Iceland to uh, Brazil. <laughs> we'll help them find a place. <laughs> there you go. And there may be people listening from Iceland today. We're on the Internet. Uh, you never know. You never know. You never know where they're from. So I have to ask you one last question. You don't have to share an answer if you don't want to, but what's your body fat? My body fat? Yeah, what is your body fat? It's about 7%. <laughs> <laughs> Say no more, ladies and gentlemen. I am a believer. Uh, maybe you can help my engineer and take him to... He, he, we, could, we could all benefit from, a, from an introductory Pilates class. Maybe we'll put one together for the community at some point. Do you speak 
to business organizations? Are you out in the community giving talks at all about uh, around these subjects, what we've talked about on the radio program today? You know, I have I have spoken. I haven't uh, done any speaking with business organizations okay. in this area for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Most of my presentations are to Pilates communities at conferences, workshops. This last year has taken me to nine countries. Wow. And just incredible people. When we do one of my workshops or mat work classes, which the last one had 230 people in it, but we did a live feed uh-huh. to the world. Wow. And there were 1,500 people logged on at all different time zones. And we could see them logging on. <laughs> some at 4 in great. the morning, some at you know 6 at night. And wow. people just logging on. And, and, and you can feel the energy right. in, a, in a class that you've got 230 people, but you can see the screen with the numbers going up and up and up as people log on. It's amazing. Would you come back so that we can talk a little bit more about your business? Because uh, I had a whole set of questions here, and for whatever reason, I didn't seem to get to them all. So are you open to coming back absolutely. in the future? All right, well, I'll talk my to my pleasure. producer. If she's not listening to us right now, I'm sure she is. So we'll schedule you at a future time. I want to thank you for being thank a marvelous so guest. It's been a, a thrill to learn a little bit about what you've done and your motivation. And I encourage anyone listening live today or as a, as a podcast in the future to consider Pilates as a... You've convinced me at least to try it. Well, we're right across you, the road. you got a convert. Here we go in <laughs> beautiful Costa Mesa. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I'd like to thank Paul Roberts, our engineer, for today. I'd like to thank Kelly Faltus, who is our marketing communications manager, Kathleen Shepard, our guest coordinator, and our producer, Rachel Franzi. This is your host, Rick Franzi, saying until the next time we have a chance to talk, I hope that all of your decisions move your business in a positive direction. You've been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show right here on Orange County's only community radio station, OCTalkRadio.net.